Welcome to the Circularity Edge podcast, where we discuss the latest news and perspectives on the circular economy and issues relating to social, environmental, and economic sustainability. Join us every week when we discuss what's needed to create a sustainable, circular economy worldwide. Now, here is your host, Ken Alston. So I'm here with David Ferdinand, also known as David the Indian, for part two of our conversation together. Welcome again, David. Thank, thank you so much, Ken, for having me again. Uh, the last conversation was wild, and I guarantee you that this conversation is also going to be he- headed in uh, some pretty strange and unique directions. But good. Uh, if the listeners can just be patient, we're going to come back around full circle, just like uh, with Circularity Edge and all the work that you're doing. Well, wonderful. Tell us about the thing that you're you're in the midst of launching here. You're doing a, a quantum giving event, a pay it forward event. Tell us about that and what it's about, What it's what's the, the reasoning for it? Well, uh, the timing is probably the most important because we're in the season, the holiday season, the season of giving. So if you can't give at this time of the year, I don't know when when it's in your heart to, to give. But the idea of quantum pay it forward, it works uh, in, in conjunction with the movie pay it forward and the movement about pay it forward. And the philosophy that if we can help three people in our lives and those three people can help other three people, that that uh, exponentially will grow. And that that actually could be a solution to save save the world from the sixth uh, extinction that people are predicting. So quantum pay it forward says, why, why stop at giving to three people? Why not give it all? As in quantum mechanics, it's all one. That's the general uh, philosophy and principle of the quantum mechanics world. And so the quantum weekend, the eternal weekend of giving started yesterday on the 10th of December uh, 2021 and is ending tomorrow. Uh, today, we are on Saturday, the 11th of December. Um, and our event is going to be ending tomorrow, Ken, at two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we had a small turnout uh, and we've been doing a lot of giving here and uh, a lot of learning, a, a lot of inspiration. One of the most inspiring things about today, uh, the Saturday, the 11th of December, is that it is Osho, Osho's birthday and anniversary. So it's Osho Day. And Osho is all about giving as well and all about uh, the giving of love. And so this weekend, um, we're celebrating Osho and we're, we're trying to help people to uh, go out and, and purchase or at least try to find a way to read the Book of Secrets, which in in my opinion is one of the greatest uh, pieces of literature uh, ever written. In fact, the Book of Secrets is told to be the second most read book aside from the Holy Bible, Ken. Can you believe that? After our last conversation and some of the uh, email exchanges that we've had along the way, I went out and bought my own copy of the Book of Secrets. And as we were talking just a few minutes ago before I pressed the record button, I've just started getting into it. And it is a fascinating book. I'm, I'm, um, I'm intrigued. I'm excited to read on. It's, um, it's definitely a book that's going to make you think, I hope, in good, positive ways. Um, you know, I'm just on the, the very first section on Tantra and seeing it as technique. And, um, you know, as, as someone who teaches in the areas of sustainability and circular economy, um, looking more deeply at the techniques I use and the techniques I talk about, um, you know, it, it's, it's good to continue to grow individually. Um, I, think, I think, you know, lifelong learning is something that I, I know I, I try to practice and I, I know you do too. Um, so I'm, I, maybe we can record a third and a fourth one as I get deeper into the Book of Secrets and we can, uh, we can do some more Osho sharing. Yeah, that's, that sounds fabulous, Ken. I, I can almost guarantee you right now that that book in, in your hands is sending you so much information and energy that I don't even know if, 
if I was prepared for, for the transformation that I went through. Because when it's the promise of the Book of Secrets is to answer the secrets of our existence as, as humans. And it actually answers those, those questions about life. You know, what is life? What is love? What is I think, being I think this question of love is, is incredibly important. It fits obviously with what you're doing with Pay It Forward. You're, it's an act of kindness. It's an act of love. It's an act of giving. And um, I, I was intrigued even just in the early chapters I've been reading to, um, excuse me, to get rid of that spam message here. Um, I've been intrigued about the idea of the master and the disciple and putting, putting the, the, you know, the, the teaching metaphor onto this, that it's a loving exchange. Um, it's not just a, a passing of knowledge in a, in a technical sense. There's a much more, a much more intimate uh, part of, you know, of, of the exchange that's going on. Right. Uh, when when Osho talks about love, he talks about the completeness and the wholeness of love, which in in essence is also equal to consciousness. When when people say, "What is consciousness?" It's pure love. It's a, a complete acceptance of everything and no having no attachment to anything. It's about nothing. It's about becoming nobody. And that's something that people really have a hard time can, uh, doing because in our society, we're taught to be number one. Mm -hmm. We're not taught to, taught to be zero and, and to be some type of loser or some type of fool. And so Osho prepares, prepares us for a journey. And he says one simple thing that on that journey, you only have two choices that you need to make in life those choices are simple first are you going to be loving and or second are you going to be fearful because ultimately everything that we do in life comes down to those two factors and i think everyone would agree that the world that we live in especially with the the health issues with coronavirus and just problems all over that are surfacing with politics and in how govern, uh, government is managing uh, our, our, our lives, that we are living in fear. And that's why something like coronavirus can, is able to uh, basically uh, mutate itself because we haven't really uh, um, extinguished that fire. In, well, within the, other, the other point I think that Osho makes is, um, it relates this to, I think, to a disease more of the time when this was being written which was tuberculosis. And in the early parts of the book, it talks about, you know, tuberculosis isn't uh, Christian, it isn't Jewish, it isn't Buddhist, it isn't Hindu, it isn't left-wing or right-wing politics. So all of those labels of whatever shape or form you want to put on someone or, or a group of people, it's totally, they're meaningless labels because, you know, the coronavirus strikes anybody and everybody. And that, so there's, that's there's sort of a leveling, a leveling effect, which brings you back to methodology and the scientific method again, as being something which is universal. And so it doesn't matter that you're in, you're on an island off of the coast of Brazil, and I'm in the, you know, the North America, um, you know, the, the, the human condition is the same. That, that is correct, that, that we, we have one choice, either we're going to love or we're going to be fearful. So and tell us about some of, the, some of the giving, some of the, what, what sort of things have been going on in this past day and when you started the, um, the quantum pay it forward? Well, you know, it's interesting because like I said, this conversation is going to go in some different tangents. And one of the areas of giving that we're focusing on uh, and actually did an experience last night and we're preparing right now to get ready to do our second experience. It's called CE5, Ken. And CE5 is, uh, it stands for a close encounter of the fifth kind. Most people have heard of close encounter of the third kind and, and, and remember things like the E.T. movie right. and phone home when E.T. Yeah. says phone home, phone home. But and people the close don't... encounters movie as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the Close Encounters movie as well. Those were alien-initiated contacts to humans. 
The CE5 is where the human actually in, has the intention to uh, give an invitation to extraterrestrial intelligence and invite that intelligence to uh, express itself somehow in some shape or form or some energy or something noticeable, noticeable and recognizable. So the giving that we're, we're doing right now is a giving not just for our own humanity, but also a, 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 an altered dimension. We're trying to give everything, Ken. We're trying to teach ourselves to really be nothing because as in quantum mechanics uh, dictates, everything comes from nothing. That is such a profound statement. And if you realize that, it changes your life. Because when you come to nothing, you don't have any fear. There's no competition. You're living in the moment. How do you know that you're at the point of nothing? Is, is when you're living at the moment, Ken, and you're, you're auto, autopilot pretty much, but not subconscious autopilot, a consciousness uh, that you arrive at when you come to 0, 0.00 absolute is is brilliant it's 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 like the big bang occurs because is you it, can't, is it both is it both nothing and everything at the same time that that is exactly what it is it's nothing and everything because the way the dimensions work we we live in the third dimension and right now science has estimated there could be 11 12 13 depends on who you talk to that we have these other dimensions, higher dimensions of higher vibration. And so we know that we're at the third level, just like in the a building, the stories in a building, we're basically on the third floor. If, if we have a, uh, the power in the, the mindfulness and the awareness to go from the third floor or the third dimension and go to the zero dimension, then what happens is that's where the quantum leap happens because we can unfold ourselves and go from the third dimension to the second dimension, to the first dimension, to the, the, the zero dimension. We can do that very easy, but to try to think that we're gonna become enlightened and try to go to the 16th dimension or whatever dimension, some people say there's an unlimited and an infinite amount of dimensions, Ken to try to think that we're gonna work our way up the, up the level of the building, whatever height of the building is, is much more difficult than using gravity in vacuum and actually unfolding ourselves. if that makes any sense. We can go from the third dimension to the zero dimension very quickly. And we know what nothing is. We know what the feeling is because that is unconditional love. When, we, when we're expressing gratitude, in joyfulness, you know that you're at at zero. It's pretty simple, Ken. One of the things that I'm I you know I'm working on myself as part of my my practice of you know working on sustainability and circularity is this sense that you know I don't think we're even at the third in the third dimension in our thinking about circularity and sustainability, and I think this is why we failed. To become sustainable, because we're we're still in the flat two-dimensional plane of thinking. We haven't even, you know, lifted up the triangle and made it into a pyramid. So we we've yet to even get to the third dimension. Let alone thinking about adding in time for a fourth dimension and anything else beyond that. So I think we we have a huge way to go before we, you know, we can we can ascend to that height. But it's not that we shouldn't um, have it in our mind to do so. Um, That's right. Yeah. And, you what, know, what else have you got planned? What else? What? How can um, I will try and get this out um, tomorrow uh, so that people can can listen to our conversation? What What else can people do? What are you encouraging people to actually do? Well, for for starters, just become aware you know, try to elevate their level of consciousness. And we're, we're doing that uh, through the, the process of making a documentary film. And, and that film is gonna be called Biodome. And Biodome is a man-made cloud. It's, it's, in, it's a matrix, Ken. It's, a, it's a, a, a bridge between science and spirituality. 
Mm. It's what connects the two. And it's, it's, it's really fascinating because it uses the most advanced technologies, but really it's based on us being grounded and us being centered. And the whole biodome system operates, as I said, in the fifth dimension. So what you were With, saying about- the structure, explain what, what the biodome is and give us some sense of it, the construct. In, in essence, it's a localized area network satellite. It's designed to be a local system in a very controlled environment. Where we are on Evolution Island here, in Ilada, the official name with GPS is Ila Daskovis San Sebastian. Where we are here is, is in almost like a bowl, like, like an upside down dome. Mm -hmm. Because right in front of the island is a whole mountain range. And on the backside of us is open ocean. So the idea is to float using a drone technology and recharge. The problem with drones is the battery, but we have new technology where we can have batteries that are with direct current. They don't store the energy. They actually use the radio frequency energy. So as I said, Biodome is a really high tech system that's tapping into the, the field, the energy field that, that we have. When, when we become, uh, Outside of the third dimension, there's all sorts of energy around us, Ken. And so, well, and we are energy, right? Our cells are energy producing, uh, you know, machines, basically. Exactly. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's, who's really popular right now, I don't know if you follow uh, Bruce Lipton in his work. He wrote the book of the biology of belief. And he basically, um, and he also did epi epigenetics in stem cell research. He's a very predominant uh, uh, physician. And uh, it's just a, a, a fabulous person to know. Do you know Dr. Lipton by any chance? No I, no, I don't. Maybe maybe the, the uh, listening audience would want to, want to learn more about Dr. Lipton's work. But it's really fascinating because he says that everything that we do is based on belief. And, and just like point zero zero absolute, people need to believe that being zero is really the solution. It's not a problem to be zero. Although we're taught and we're programmed to try to stay away from being zero. Um, the, the, the reality is that when we become empty, we become full, like you had said. Uh, yeah, nothing, this, nothing is everything. Words and language are, are fascinating, um, not only because they're a, a, an important means of communication one to another, um, but the you know meanings can be um, can be lost or can be misconstrued, and I think I think it's why we have to be so careful with our use of language to make sure that the the underlying or the real intent is what we're what we're communicating. I mean, I, I sometimes joke in some of my my talks about. You know, I, I don't wake up in the in the in the morning singing, "Yay, my goal today is zero. Right? You know, because it's not it's not energizing. Because the way we normally talk about zero is it's this like null place. Or if we if we create a chart, it's the origin. It's the it's the nothing place. And you know, the chart either goes up positive or it goes down negative. And zero is just like the flat line in in you know on on a chart. And so right. for me, I, I don't want to be zero if that's what we mean by zero. I don't think that's at all what you mean when you're talking about you know, zero in, in that yeah. context. But I think it's really important that people who are listening you know, think about the words and the meaning and the context. And I think it's the context in which the word is, is placed, which then adds the, you know, the extra dimension we need to, to understand it. Right. You know, it, w one thing that you had said, Ken, which really uh, uh, struck me was that there's a positive side and a negative side when it comes to numbers. We're talking about numbers right now, a very basic number, zero. Yeah. And when I ask people around me, what is zero? Most people cannot answer even what is zero. And where did zero come from? Where did the concept, what was the first human that said zero? And, right. and when did that come become meaningful? And it's, it's not very long ago in history 
that the, this concept of zero uh, came in. But when we look, when we look at zero and nothing, especially point zero zero absolute, that's why it's important not just to say zero. Exactly. Because that's Osho says when you are meditating and you become empty and you empty your mind and you co uh, 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 balance your vibration, your heart and your brain coherence. When you do, when you do that, it's it's completely energizing. And, and the, the idea that there's a, a, negative, a negative side, there is no negative on the other side of zero. And I think that's the problem because we're taught in mathematics that the, the, the linear uh, aspect of mathematics is a positive and negative, but it doesn't ever say that the positive and negative comes around a full circle. Like what your what your work is involved with circularity edge. Right, when we when we are taught as children, when we were first taught numbers, right? We're first taught numbers, which is where the you know we say one, two. So you know, Billy has three apples. He gave one to his sister. How many apples does Billy have now? He has two, right? Because three minus one is two, and it's additive and subtractive. And as you said, it's linear. And this is how our thinking particularly on numeric and quantification thinking is formed. It's formed in this early, uh, you know, early um, language and, and number development. But this is what, this is where we get into problems because we don't understand geometric progression. You know, right. Unless you've, you've, unless you've taken some sort of scientific discipline and you've, you've made some study that leads you into that, that area of, of mathematics, um, you, you're just conditioned to, to be thinking in a linear way, which is why all our businesses operate in a linear way, why our whole global, um, you know, our, our global business model is linear. And, and you know, the, the idea that, you know, why is a city of a million people more efficient than two cities of 500,000? It's still a million people. Well, it's because there are sublinear and superlinear mathematical events going on within that city that's twice as big mathematically, but it can be it can use eighty five percent the amount of material to satisfy that doubling of the population. And so, this difference between linearity and and and, um, and not only circularity but you know geometric changes is right. super important for the changes that we need to make in the world. But most people, um, you know, haven't even been exposed to some of these ideas. No, they, they haven't. You know, Osho would say uh, there is no end. There is no means to the end. So basically that's circular. Yeah. And that's the, that's the second dimension that you were talking about that we're living in. Actually, I would say that we're living in the second dimension like you said, we're really yeah. not haven't arrived at the third dimension. We haven't. We don't really believe it. We're a third. We're a three dimensional being, right? And, and we have a time span of our life. So there is a fourth dimension that's operating as we are here, um, but we don't. We we're not. We don't wrestle with it or really engage with it in in any meaningful way. I think one of the one of the videos that you you shared with me um, on this question of of, um, of zero, um, I, I think is worth talking about, and it's it's this idea of what is what is empty. And if I have a, if I have a glass in front of me of water, and I drink all of the water out of it, you know, we in conversation we would say, "Oh, I have an empty glass," but of course I don't have an empty glass because it's full of molecules of air. Right, so it has oxygen in it and nitrogen in it, and it's actually full, but it's full of something other than the water that I put into it to drink. But again, conceptually, we say it's empty, even though it, it isn't. Right, and and when you when you in one of those videos that you shared with me, you know, looking at this question of where the Big Bang came from, there there was an abstraction of going out and say, well, now let's go beyond. Let's start going into what happens if we pull a vacuum on that glass, if we cover it and pull a vacuum, it's still not empty. There's right. still some pressure in there. And that pressure means that there are still some oxygen and nitrogen molecules in there. 
Yes. And even if and we then, then go out into space and into intergalactic space and so on, right. there's, there are fewer and fewer molecules, but it's not zero. No. And it never will be zero because we're the observer. And just by us applying energy to the idea of trying to solve the riddle of zero, will never you'll never arrive at zero. Even absolute zero, the Kelvin scale. Kelvin comes up with this great concept that actually won, I believe, a Nobel uh, Prize mm -hmm. for, for his work with absolute zero just about 30 years ago, I think. It's been very recent. But he didn't prove, Kelvin didn't prove that at absolute zero, there is no life. There is no movement. No, There's we have Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. And when you're measuring something, the very act of measuring changes what you're looking at. Yeah. That, that is correct. Just having the observer, the, the witness, you'll never arrive at zero. But, mm -hmm. you know, the idea theoretically is something that we can, we can come to terms with. That's where hypnosis comes in. Because if you allow yourself to come to zero, your heart slows down into the theta, almost into delta. You almost go into some type of sleep or almost a coma, coma type of state. And that can be self-induced. You don't have to rely on any type of physicianal, uh, physician guidance or, or some type of medicine or anything. This is all just a, like uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Bruce Lipton talks about. It's the power of belief. It's the yeah, I, have, I have an app that I use to help me sleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I've got thoughts going on in my head that I can't calm down, I have an yes. app that I use that uses a counting technique like that to begin to just take you into those other states. Right. And I actually got to the point now where I don't even need the app. I just recognize that I've woken up and I, I, I self-hypnotize in a way. I put myself back into that state by by doing right. the, the counting just mentally inside my head and I go back to sleep. It's, um, yes. It is amazing what you can yeah. do to yourself when you understand, well, it's back to Tantra, right? It's technique. There's a technique that you can apply. Right. We, we know within ourselves if we're, if we're becoming stressed and we're winding up, or like you said, when at nighttime, if you can't sleep and you're winding up, you're, you're being, your mind is not, not, is not resting. Well, we also know what it is to wind down. And that's what the power of, of point zero zero absolute is about. It's teaching people to unfold and go from the third dimension to the zero dimension. And once they hit the zero dimension, an explosion happens. That's where the big bang, like you were saying, one of the videos that I had sent to you, that's what they were saying. Once you, once you uh, compress everything or use the vacuum and you get it down to, the, the most precise uh, point that you can get, which would be 0 0.00 absolute. There's no, no other point that's more, more precise. Once you hit that point, that's where the quantum leap happens. And you are skyrocketed all the way to the destination that you wanted to be. You wanted to be number one. And it just so happens that to get to be number one, it's easier to become nobody and to empty yourself Come to point zero zero absolute, take that quantum leap joyfully. And at that point, you are fully confident. You're experiencing unconditional love and acceptance. So and, the, movie, and, the movie that you're making, um, what's, your, what's your timeline? What's your expectation for when you'll, when you'll have the, the movie complete and it's something that we can share with, with people? That's, that's an interesting question, Ken, because... Uh, we all have expectations that we have to set. You know, we all have obligations. We have to plan. We have to work within the third dimension and all the physical aspects of society. And so the expectation that I had set, I think, was grandiose. This weekend, we're recording all of the interviews, whether it be remote or live. And we're trying to create a digital library with that information. This movie is not created with a script. For example, our conversation, we have no idea where it began or where it's gonna end. We, we think that it's gonna maybe lead to the third, uh, uh, kind of the sequel uh, in episode, right. another episode in another episode in a continuation, a sustainability model that we've, you know, we planted the seeds 
and and we're gonna allow that those seeds to grow. And so, um, the well, movie. I, I like, I have, one of the things I like in the <clears throat> excuse me, just in the early early reading I'm doing here in Osho is um, it talks about one of the questions that's asked is what is this wonder filled universe? Such a such a what an open-ended question and, 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 and an amazingly positively stated question that it's a wonder-filled universe. And I think just to, just to meditate for a moment on the wonder that is the universe, we don't, we don't stop and take time to just think, isn't it an amazing place that all of this life on earth in all of its many forms is expressing itself? Yeah, that's so true. You have, have a childlike approach to it, to yes. that it's wonderful. Right. To, to, to reclaim the innocence. Osho says that the, the thing that we lost in our humanity is our innocence and our ability to be playful and to be joyful and to allow things to roll off of us like animals do when something stresses an animal, they shake and they vibrate really rapidly and they, and they immediately forget, and they, for, they, they forgive because it's just an automatic response for, for how nature operates. And we are, we are perfect. Actually, that's what Osho says that, you know, when we were born, we were born perfect, perfectly yeah. healthy and uh, allowed to uh, prosper and thrive perfectly and also the ability to express ourselves in a in a perfect form like we're doing now this is complicated stuff again yeah. that we're doing well, and the, hundred, the 112 um meditations that are in osho uh here he, right at the very beginning before you even get into reading anything about what they might be or how to even approach the reading of the book He's, his admonition to you is play with them. That's you, right. you said you didn't read the book from page one to page 1600 and whatever it is. You, it is. It's, a, it's quite a tome. It, it's, um, it, you know, it's, it looks a challenge just because it's a big book, but you right. played with it, right? You, you yep. just dipped in and said, I'm, I'm going to page 57 today. And you saw what was on page 57 and you got whatever you got out of it. And another day you went to page 92. That's correct. And over, and time, played, over time, you quote unquote read the book, but you played with yeah, it. It was definitely a, an act of play and, and, and something that um, was fascinating because it resonated totally with the present moment that I was in. It was absolutely the message that I needed to hear at that moment to overcome whatever uh, mental anguish, emotional problem or whatever I was experiencing. So like Osho said, experiment, yeah. Don't you, but be careful. He also says, Ken, you gotta be careful because your ego is so clever. Your ego may tell you that you arrived at zero and you didn't really arrive at zero. Your ego is ahead of you. It, it's a, a predictor. And that's the problem with, uh, with most of our lives is that we're predicting everything. So yeah. when we come to point zero, zero, we can't stay there. So the, we're, we're basically rejected or ejected, not, not because God doesn't want us to be there, but because we're living organisms, we're, we're organic, we're human, that's our human nature. But when you come off of zero, what happens is everything is brilliant. Everything right. is wonderful. Exactly. Everything is, is, is so clear. Like in uh, uh, near-death experiences, people that have passed away temporarily and come back to this, this side, mm -hmm. they, say, they say that they had experienced nothing like it because everything seems so real. Right. And what we're saying is that that real nature of nature exists. And it exists at a point that you can go to you can feel comfortable with that because it, it's not it's it's not based on any discrimination. Point zero zero has not no thought or no no reaction or response that comes from that point. Once you become empty, 
you get to that point and the explosion happens. And that's where I had said the quantum, the quantum mechanics kick, kick in. And you can go to the end of the universe or the end of the galaxy or multi-universes. You, you go to infinity and beyond, just like in Toy Story and Woody. Right. Remember, remember that, that movie? Beyond, right. Infinity and beyond. Exactly. What craziness is that, Ken? You know, <laughs> but it, you know, it's childlike again, right? You you just took us straight straight back to children again, and the fact yes. that when we when we allow ourselves to be more childlike, um, you know, we're more open, and we're more open to receiving a different way of looking at things. And I think this is this is part of what I'm trying to learn in 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 how I approach my teaching is how can I do how can I do my work in right. the world and do it in a way in a way that allows this openness on the other side that it's not this is Ken I have all the truths I have all the facts you know and, and we either get into an argument because you don't believe me or you accept it it's it's not a it's not a handover it's not a passive thing in that way it's it's much more of a coming together in, in that loving way we talked about is, you know, coming together as one mind. Yes, as, as one. You know, I had said the difficulty of us defining what zero is, but the next number in mathematics is even more difficult because right. one, what is one? That's a question I ask everyone. What is zero and what is one? And you know what? People cannot answer the basic math and computer yeah. systems. The Biodome uh, project and the Biodome film is about an incubation of innovation, a technology transfer center. The Biodome is a, a portable, scalable model that can be replicated primarily in islands. And so the first island is Evolution Island. A, 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 a cog cognitive behavior clinic is basically what we're going to be doing here, offering healing and clearing uh, methods and techniques like Osho's 112 meditations. Yeah. We want to offer that information so that people can come and play. This is like a playground that we're creating. You know, Biodome is very serious when it comes to the science part of it. But like I said, Biodome bridges science with the spirituality and that bridge is very playful and it has a lot of laughter and a lot of movement and dance in the arts like um point zero zero absolute is actually called the soul that's mm. where the soul comes from so any any creation all creation comes from nothing like i said that's the quantum uh riddle that we we need to overcome because it's hard to believe that something comes from nothing. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and our perceptions are at play here, right? I mean, how we look at things um, leads to what conclusions we draw. I mean, for for example, you know, I I love growing plants. I've been you know interested in in plants and growing different sorts of plants and trees for like for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, someone once said to me. Uh, Ken, you've never you've never met a plant that you didn't like, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Because... And when, but when I when when I look at something, I mean, you, you know, you, we often when we talk about plants, we think about the flower, we think about the beauty of the rose or the beauty of the orchid or whatever it is, the blossom that is part of the life cycle that's leading to creating the seed. It's just right. part of that nat whole natural cycle. And we don't think, you know, when we're thinking about the plant, that's, that's the image we have, that the beauty part. Yes. But we don't think of the gnarly old seed that came from, that the, 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 the flower creates, that is the, the next generation that has to be planted into fertile soil in order yes. to grow on. If we only looked at the ugly seed, we would never have the beauty of the flower. And there's, there's an incongruity there between the, in a way, you know, what you might think is an ugly seed that is inconsequential, but it's completely consequential. It's the very essence of the beautiful right. rose or the beautiful orchid that is yet to come. Right. And the reality is, uh, Ken, that we cannot exist without the plants. We can't exist 
because right now we're getting ready to experience CE5. And part of it is a cleansing that we go through, a, a, a standing still exercise that we earth. It's called earthing, where we take our shoes off, we stand on the earth in a posture that's comfortable, where the energy's flowing, we get grounded, and then we start to breathe. And yeah. that's when the miracles happen. Because when we're breathing, what I say to people is focus on the intention of your breath and realize that as you're breathing in, a plant is breathing out. Exactly. And when you breathe out, there's a plant that's breathing in. Yeah, and that's, that's why I said, you know, this idea of zero emissions to me, be very careful. I, I want to have emissions. I want to breathe out CO2. Because yes. without it, I would, I would die. I wouldn't be able to take in more oxygen. And the plants wouldn't survive. You know, they, they, they say need, that the plant, they say they need that the CO2. CO2. Yeah, they, they say that actually the CO2 level is, is, is low. If we pump, pump up CO2, the plants will thrive. Mm. Actually, the plants can consume a lot more carbon. But that, that's a question. I'm not saying that we should be polluting and producing more no, carbon. No, no, I understand. Yeah. We want to be misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Part of the process now that we're getting ready um, to prepare for is that the clearing to come to the zero point, to try to do it in a, a, a quick fashion that everyone feels comfortable with and not threatened. Like I said, either you're gonna have a feeling of love or you're gonna have some type of fear. And right one now- the, One of the reasons that I like our conversation so much, David, is that we go beyond the, the usual discussion topics um, by not just a mile, by probably half a universe. Um, <laughs> because traditionally, you know, people in sustainability will talk about, well, what about waste? Or what about the, you know, what are we going to do with plastic or, you know, some physical thing? And we, we don't make the connection between the physical world and the spiritual world, which is the, the essence of what you've been talking about you know, in, in your in your um, you know, in your two days worth of, of quantum giving and paying it forward, and I think I think it's important to do that grounding. Um, you know, in the summer when it was a little warmer on the ground here, I did exactly what you said. I took my shoes and socks off and I stood on the grass outside my house here, and I just yes. let the warmth of the earth soak into the soles of my feet and you know if that sounds a little wacky and you think i'm turned into a nut job then okay that's that's for you to make your own decision but there is something about grounding yourself in the earth as a physical being well we we have to we're positive and negative ken and one of the problems in society is that we're producing footwear that is not grounding. It's all made of plastic and rubber material, like these flip-flops. In Brazil, nobody can afford footwear. I don't have a pair of shoes anymore. I don't wear shoes, literally, but I, I have the privilege that I live on an island that I don't have a dress code and I have no requirements for business and whatever. There's really no standard here. We call this island evolution, the place of called nowhere. And we teach everything about nothing. We, that's 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 the type of nature of what we're talking about here with the biodome project. It's a scientific experiment that we're going through in the premise based on the basic principles of, of quantum physics. I mean, we could we could talk about other principles of, of quantum physics, but if we can't get through the first realization that we came from nothing and everything comes from nothing, and if and, and if nothing is our home. Basically, what we've done is we're runaways. If we know that the, the, the place called uh, a point zero zero absolute is home, where love is, and we're all there's no competition, no discrimination, there's equality, there's transparency, there's no there's no um, terms and conditions in this place. There's nothing. If if we don't come to terms with that, forget about talking about anything really complicated like black holes and white holes in multiverses and in string theory and, and what have you. So we in, in the reality is once you come to point zero zero absolute, you don't have to talk about any of that because you are privileged now because you 
take the quantum leap, all of the information that we have is not within us. It's not within our brain. Like what we're doing right now, exchanging all this information. If we were to try to store all of this, we would go crazy. It was just too much information. So if you have the confidence that you can download every day or, or every hour, do the grounding for 10 minutes. All it takes, Ken, for people, the listeners, we're not talking about hocus pocus. There's actually documentary films and scientific evidence. Actually, the University of Sao Paulo did a, a scientific study about the art of standing still. And they determined that it's the most complicated thing that you can do is just stand on the earth and do nothing. Right. Because there's about 5,000 uh, reactions that you're going through and nervous tension, anxiety. That's where the fear comes in. Once, once the stress hormones of fight and flight uh, are activated, they, they don't stop. You're constantly in a stress situation. And that's why our health conditions with immunity and the problems with the COVID virus, because we are totally burnt out. As, a, as community, as society. And so the Biodome and the movie Biodome is to really, um, first of all, tell the history of this island in the place. This island was selected, Ken, out of a hundred different islands, 100. I visited all of them. I did an analysis, critical thinking, my homework basically. In over 25 years, this island was, was the number one uh, opportunity for this type of project called Biodome because of the natural uh, resources and abundancy that we already have here. No one lives on this island. I'm the caretaker with my wife, but we don't have structure here. That's why we call it Evolution Island, the place called nowhere. Because when tourists come here, some people can't handle it, Ken. Yeah. We, don't have the, we don't have the luxury and the comfort that most other people are accustomed to. So they get nervous, they get, usually they start drinking or, or taking some type of uh, medicine or drug or whatever, because they, they don't know how to deal with themselves. Mm -hmm. Just to be still, like you said, it's the power of now. It's yeah. the power of being still, well, standing I, still, taking the time. Yeah, well, I think, you know, part of our challenge is we continue our series here, David, of, uh, of exploring critical thinking in, in all of its various forms is how we bring it how we bring it back to you know the listeners everyday lives and challenges and how do we how do we encourage people to to go on their own learning journey and change their own consciousness to begin to expand their thinking and hopefully you know, make additional contributions to their own families to their own local society you know society where they live and then to, to the greater humanity as a whole. So yes, I appreciate the time again this evening, David, to, to talk. I um I congratulate you for your 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 you know your efforts that you're in the middle of here. And um, let's uh, let's set a date for our next our next encounter, um, whether it be yes. a shift kind or or some other. Well, we don't know. That's the that's the wonder of it all, Ken. We have no idea what we're doing. And that's the play. That's the play that we're talking yeah. about. Because really, there's no means to the end. This conversation could never end. And that's that's the perfect uh, environment because we're, we're, we're not conditioned. There's no condition. I want to thank you uh, for, for being so open and so kind and, and generous and paying it forward in the traditional sense, because I know that you volunteer a lot of your time and you do things for a lot of people all day long, Ken. And it's on this weekend, Quantum Pay It Forward, we want to recognize you along Thank with you. Osho, like we said. And uh, by the way, to end the conversation, tomorrow, 12-12, which is Sunday, the 12th of December, yeah. is supposed to be a major portal. I don't know, if have, did you hear about the portal that's supposed to open tomorrow? You might do a Google and search 1212 in the energy portal. So it just so happens that the manifestation for this weekend took two years. We had planned this event and to try to make the film two years ago. And with coronavirus, we had to cancel three different times. 
So just having this event is a miracle in itself. And to have this conversation and to be a, another part of the podcast for Circularity Edge and the viewers and the listeners that you have, uh, such a great following of people, whatever we can do to help to expand your reach so that we all can reach the masses and we can have an influence on our conscious behavior. Because if we are not conscious, we're gonna be living in the subconscious forever. And yeah. that's when we, we're gonna damage this planet to the point that of no return. We already may be there. Some people say that we are. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, Ken. No, I'm a more optimistic. I'm a more optimistic person too. Um, but it takes effort. I mean, reading the book takes effort, whether you do it one page at a time or go from the beginning to the end in whatever time it takes. Uh, we have to make some effort. And so I appreciate your effort for, for being here in the midst of everything else you're doing. And um, I look forward to our next discussion. Great, Ken. Thank you so much. And take, thank you to your listeners. All right. Thank if you. Anyone, if anyone needs to reach me, on Facebook, we have the Facebook page. The easiest way has WhatsApp number. It has the website. That is Facebook, Ila Daskovis San Sebastian. Okay. It might be difficult for people to spell that, but Ila Daskovis San Sebastian. Send it to me in the in the chat and um, on WhatsApp, and I will I will type it into the uh, into the text that goes with the with the podcast. Very good. All right. Thank you hey, so much. Keep God, God forward and um, thanks for the conversation and for your inspiration. You inspire me greatly. Excellent. Let's do it. Let's do it, Ken. Okay. Have a good evening. Same to Ciao. you. You've been listening to the Circularity Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit our website at www.circularityedge.com. Until next time, bye Circular. Circular.